Hi Gratitude Seeker, thank you so much for tuning in to the Gratitude Podcast this year. I really appreciate it. If you're new to the Gratitude Podcast, thank you as well for choosing to listen. I'm really excited that there is such a wide variety of episodes, over 800 episodes at this point that you can choose from. I also understand that it might be confusing or it might be quite a lot of information to take in. So to make it easier for you, I was thinking that uh, I could do like a a wrap-up of the best episodes from this year based on the number of downloads so that it will be easier for you to get the best content on the podcast in short bits and afterwards for you to be able to listen to the episodes that you really enjoy listening to based on the the excerpts that I will be sharing with you today on this episode. So I'm really, really excited to share with you the best five episodes based on the number of downloads from 2023. Without further ado, here is episode 819, Start Each Day with a Grateful Heart, with Lindsay Muller. Our guest today creates positive songs for kids and adults that uplift, heal, and inspire. She has many, many amazing songs, and one of them has gotten to my heart. And when I heard it, it was so amazing because I felt that the the words for the song were just perfect, just the way I would have created them based on the experience that I've gained doing the, the Gratitude Podcast. The best way to start each day is with a grateful heart As you wake up in your bed as you lift your beautiful head, think of something, somewhere or someone you love, and say thank you. So I'm really excited to have here with me Lindsay Mueller. Welcome, Lindsay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So my my journey to this point. Um, yeah, so when I was a young mother, I started to uh, explore self-love and and affirmations. And I don't even re- remember exactly how it happened, uh, although I do remember that I was tired of all of the negative self-talk that I had been repeating to myself for years and years. And I, I had this mindset that... Um, I was ugly, that I wasn't good enough to do, you know, whatever I wanted to do. I I never thought that I could be a musician or write songs or, you know, do that as a job. I never, ever thought, you know, that was for people who were like really, really good or something like that. And so I was really tired of like, every time I looked in the mirror, every time that I saw a photograph of myself, I would just think like, oh, you're so ugly. You're so, you know, you don't look like this or, and I didn't really realize that I could stop that. Like I thought it was just an automatic thing. 
And then when I started learning about self-love and affirmations, I realized, oh my gosh, I can rewire my brain so that I don't think those things anymore and that I believe good things about myself. And so I started to say positive affirmations and over time um, and consistency, I really did change a lot of beliefs about myself. And I saw how powerful that was. And I experienced how much lighter I felt and happier I felt. And I wanted that for my kids too. And I, Mm -hmm. and I also realized that You know, it's hard for us as adults to rewire, but it's easy to wire kids because they Mm -hmm. don't have all of the preconceived things that adults have. We don't, they don't have years and years of people and, and media telling them they need this to look beautiful. They need to have this kind of body, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so I wanted to put the idea of self-love and affirmations and, you know, believing in yourself into their minds from the beginning so they wouldn't have to do what most people uh, need to do, what I needed to do as an adult, which was to change those beliefs. So um, I decided to write down this list of positive affirmations Uh, that I would read to my kids every night because during the day I was like really stressed. My kids had a lot of energy uh, and I was always saying like negative things to them. Like, don't do that. Stop hitting your brother. And I realized, wow, I, I really want to make sure I'm saying positive things to my kids because these years are so important. They're so formative. So that's when I had the idea to write down the list of positive affirmations that I would read to them every night. So I would make sure every day I was saying something positive to them, even if I had forgotten the whole day to say anything positive, at least at the end of the day, I would have this time where I would say these affirmations. And I'm in my nerdish way, I was like, okay, how am I going to remember these? Because I could write them down on a piece of paper, but what if the piece of paper gets lost? So I decided to make one or two affirmations for every letter of the alphabet because I mm. remember from school and experience that when you kind of have a structure to something, it's easier to remember. So that's what I did. I wrote down the letters of the alphabet and then I just was like, okay, what affirmations can I make up for each of these letters? And then I would read it to them every night. And since I am a musical person, even though at that point I didn't consider myself to be a musician or a songwriter, uh, I it just kind of turned into a song. A, a little tune developed as I was reading it to them, and then I was like, "Wow, this is this is a song now!" And so um, it's called "You Are Amazing." And so the first verse of the song is, "Oh, you are amazing. I believe in you," and it's me speaking to my kids. And then I made another verse, which turn the affirmations into I am statements, which are even more powerful. And then that was the verse for me. And to, you know, both to help myself, but also to help my kids because now I'm modeling uh, saying the affirmations to myself, which then they can hopefully pick up. So uh, yeah, it just turned into this big, great, powerful song. And uh, I 
decided and at this moment of my life, I was recording my first album and I, I recorded an album because I wanted to have a record of the songs that I like to sing to my kids. And they were all like songs that I knew when I was a child and that I liked and there was nothing original. But uh, since I was recording this album and then I wrote this song, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, include this song on the album. And then I just kind of realized, wow, this is, this is my, my purpose and my passion. And this is what I'm going to call the whole album. And, and then it just kind of became my philosophy for everything, for life, for parenting, for, for music. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got started with writing positive songs and I realized wow there's so much power in music because just like you said when we hear a song and we like it then it can get stuck in our heads and imagine you have a song stuck in your head that's filled with negative uh, words or just kind of neutral words um, and then imagine that you have a song stuck in your head filled with positive things like that's going to affect you positively so much more. And uh, so I, I realized like, wow, that's, there's a lot of power in this. And it helps you to remember the words. Like if you consider a poem and you consider a song, like which one do you think you're going to be able to memorize more easily? Mm-hmm. It's going to be the song. I mean, maybe it's different for everyone, but I think generally people have an easier time remembering words to songs. You know, everyone remembers Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Like I'm sure they remember all the words to that song, like throughout their whole <laughs> life, because it's just like it's a song. There's something magical about music that helps you to remember. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto, protein plus vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on-the-go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long Head to factormeals.com slash gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you want to listen to the whole episode, you can either click on the link in the description or search for episode 819 start each day with a grateful heart with lindsay muller the next episode features dr benjamin hardy his blogs have been read by over 100 million people and they're featured on forbes fortune cnbc big thing and many others He's a regular contributor to Inc. and Psychology Today and for three years he was the number one writer in the world on Medium.com. Without further ado, here is episode 822 
Rewrite your story with gratitude. I'll explain this idea and about how I look at it because um, it's it's so powerful. So essentially, the idea is this: um, it's common, especially for goal-centered people, and I'm very goal-centered, um, to continuously measure yourself against your ideal, whatever that is. And by the way, your ideal is different than your goals. Your ideal is something that's always on the horizon. Uh, it's it's like whenever you achieve a goal, your ideal keeps moving. It's always on the horizon. You can always just see it up there because you always, your mind always expands as you grow as a person. And so your ideal is something that you're never going to actually achieve, but you can always get you actually you will achieve it, but then it will grow. <laughs> it will. Mm-hmm. It, so it's always going to be out there. Uh, it's it's something that you should have. Obviously, we should all have goals. But the idea is, is to measure yourself, not against the ideal, because if you're always measuring where you're currently at versus your ideal, then you're in the gap. You're always seeing kind of the distance between where you are and where you'd like to be. Um, and obviously, there's there's good, you know, there's a lot of benefits to knowing where you want to go and then obviously creating a game plan. That's good for motivation. But when it comes to measuring yourself, it's really powerful to not measure yourself against your future, but measuring yourself against your past. Um, this, this, especially your recent past. And if you're, if you're obviously moving forward intentionally as a person, then you're going to be making progress. But the problem for a lot of people is, is that they don't take the time to measure that progress on a regular basis. Uh, and so even at like, just as an example, at the end of the day, you could say, what was the progress I made or what were the gains? Even if it wasn't progress, what were the gains? Um, and if you start looking at things in terms of the gain, and if you actually give yourself time to do it, you start to notice that a lot of good stuff happens that you completely either downplay, ignore, don't notice, don't take account of. And that's not only is that bad for memory, because then you, you don't get the memory <laughs> of <laughs> all of the good things that happened, but you also don't get the confidence boost of realizing that things are actually moving in the right direction. Like as a quick example, I recently was talking to my mother-in-law because my mother-in-law has been staying with us. And, uh, you know, in the front of all my journals, I asked myself, five questions. One is, where am I right now? The second one is, what are the wins from the last 90 days? And that's essentially the gains. What are the gains from the last 90 days? And those can be professional or personal. Like one of them in my last journal was just that I took my kids to like a motocross thing, like just to have a good experience. Um, but like, what are the wins from the last 90 days? And like, what are the wins for the next 90 days? And then like, then I've got like my future self vision, like who do I want to be in three years? And then where do I want to be at the end of this year? But, but measuring the gains, like I told, I told my mother-in-law, because she's going through a lot right now, as many people are. Take out your journal and just write down all the things that have happened in the last 30 days. I mean, sorry, in the last 90 days. I mean, you could do this for 30 days as well, but just write down everything. Like literally think about it. It's almost like, a, it's almost like on Thanksgiving, write down all the things you're grateful for, but it's like literally just in the last 90 days, what have been all the things that have happened? And she started making the list and she's like, holy cow, so much stuff has happened in the last 90 days that I didn't even realize. And that's something that I think you just get more and more used to is noticing that stuff is happening and it really boosts your confidence. Definitely, definitely. And it's it's something that we, we also talk about uh, here on the Gratitude Podcast, the fact that when we get to take the time to look at these wins and at these things that we were able to do, the, the progress, uh, I have uh, a little bit of a different angle on this, if you may. Uh, I'm also thinking like a few years before, like for instance, let's say five years ago, if we would look look at where we are today compared to where we were five years ago, in most cases, 
where we are today was just a dream was something it's that so we, true it's so yeah, true something that we could just we could maybe didn't even hope to to experience and um i think this this builds confidence this builds um a beautiful positive momentum that that helps us realize that we grew so much even if we are not there yet even if we're not at that highest level that we we would love to be we have made such great progress and our life is so much more amazing than it was five years ago or even one year ago and i think that's that's very powerful and it's it's a different a little bit of a different perspective but it's it's the same idea that that you just shared oh no it's it's actually incredibly relevant it's such a it's such an essential idea i mean there's so now this kind of and, and of course it bleeds right in but you know when it comes to the research on personality um there's been a lot of great new research on personality change over time but one of the so there's a harvard and you'll like maybe you've even heard of him just because of what you study but have you ever heard of daniel gilbert yep yep so daniel gilbert's you know he wrote the book stumbling upon happiness but he's he's a brilliant psychologist at harvard and he studies personality change over time. And one of the things that he asks people is, do you believe you're the same person you were 10 years ago? And kind of going off of what you just said, you know, realizing that things have changed so much in the last five, five years, even five years, you know, think about yourself. Like, do you feel like you're the exact same person you were 10 years ago? To listen to the whole episode, just click the link in the description or just keep listening and do this at the end of this episode when you finish listening to all of the excerpts from the best episodes from 2023. Her work has been included in diverse pro- Her work has been included in diverse publications such as USA Today, Forbes, Lifetime Moms, Mind Body Green, and many others. In this episode with Case Voboda, we talk about positive habits for tough times. It's episode 850, and you're now listening to an excerpt from it. Well, I I put it more in the language of um, less about overcoming fear and more about how do I see, sort of make fear my partner. Mm, And and it's a very slight difference. So for sure, I want to overcome fear in the sense that I don't want my fear to hold me back. And I think that's what you're speaking to. Yeah. But I always make the distinction between what it looks like to overcome fear and to work with fear because, to, at least to me, the language shift puts me in more of a mindset of, okay, I'm not trying to tell fear to F off. I'm not trying to tell fear to go away. I'm understanding that fear is just part of a process. So I'm going to work with it. So, you know, if I was, you know, planning to have a difficult conversation with a family member and I felt fear, I don't want to overcome the fear in terms of trying to shove it to the side where it doesn't exist so much as I want to understand why I'm afraid and and work with the fear. Okay, I'm afraid Mm. because they might criticize me. I'm afraid because if we have conflict, myself and this one family member, maybe other family members would take sides and have conflict with me as well. I'm afraid because, and so as I start to understand these different threads of why I felt afraid, then it also shows me how the fear is a need. 
when the fear clamps that's trying to get met, the fear is actually trying to protect me. When the fear comes in and goes, no, 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 you can't have that conversation or makes it a little harder for me to, to breathe and feel calm. It's trying to go, hey, 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 pay attention to me. You don't feel safe here trying to have this conversation. You don't know what's going to happen. It's scary. Maybe we shouldn't have it. Maybe life would just be easier if we didn't have this conversation right now. Let's mm-hmm. just not have. So it's like it's, it's, it's misguided in the sense that, as we all know, when we need to have a difficult conversation, not having it when it needs to happen, that just kicks it out to a later date, right? Like it's going to get worse with that person. There's going to be more resentment. We're going to be more stressed. But in that tiny little moment, when I don't want to have that conversation, when fear's like, we don't need to have that conversation, there's like a protection that the fear is attempting. And I often equate fear as being like a small, underdeveloped child. Small, not as in you know, bad, but small as in young, underdeveloped. Fear does fear does not have a skill set. That's what it's really lacking. We're all grateful for having a roof over our heads and love the comfort it brings us. So we spend a lot of time indoors. Actually, did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day? Unfortunately, the quality of the air inside is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, according to EPA. With that in mind, I love having my windows open as much as possible to let fresh air in. But with the noise and air pollution, it's not always possible to do so. Thankfully, Air Doctor offers us an alternative that's quiet and efficient. It's the air purifier that caught the attention of CNN, ABC, Money, and many more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet tender, dust mite, mold, and even bacteria and viruses. So our lungs don't have to. Even more so, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code GRATITUDE and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free 3-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com that's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code GRATITUDE. And so this is, to me, the most fascinating thing to come out of how I've studied fear and courage, which is that if someone is willing to look at the places in their life where they are afraid, And instead of pushing the fear away, if they are willing to say, what's really going on here? What story am I telling myself? Like, like I could use this example of the conversation with the difficult family member. Like, oh, I have a story that if they're mad at me, other family members will get mad at me. And then what's my story about that? Let's follow that thread. Well, my story that if if other family members get mad at me, that everyone's going to be mad at me. Okay. And 
And so what's my story about everybody being mad at me that I won't be loved? Okay, now we've got something to work with here. What I'm afraid of is that I am not only not being loved by this one person, not only not being potentially loved by many other people, but that I will not be loved by like a lot of people, that I will not be loved. Okay, now how can I attend to my fear? Hey, fear. (laughs) First of all, I don't think it's that they don't love me. It's that we just have a conflict right now. Hey, fear. Uh, Even if they didn't love me, I love us. Hey, fear, even if somebody else doesn't love or approve of my choices, I've, that person has a right to what they want to think or believe. And then I've got other people who do love and approve of my choices. Hey, fear, I get it. It's tough when people don't love or approve of our choices. This is an opportunity to really learn how to be with the discomfort of that. So, you know, you could compare it to, a child who is afraid to get into the pool for the first time and try to swim. Um, My own daughter experienced this when she was first getting into a pool when she was younger. She was afraid. And when you look at it from the perspective of the adult, it's like, well, what is there to be afraid of? I'm your mother. I've got you. You're not going to drown. I would never let you. But of course, we have to look at it from the perspective of the child, understand the child's fear. It's this large body of water And it's so much bigger than what the child is in every single day, right? And it's scary. And there's probably a lot of other, at the average pool, there's probably a lot of other kids splashing around and making noise. And it's, you know, it's a different environment. It's a different sensation. Um, So you go one piece at a time. You say, okay, why don't you sit on the edge of the pool? Put your feet in. Why don't you get in the pool, but I'm not going to let go of you. I'm going to hold on to you the whole time. Why don't we sit on the the ladder of the pool or the steps of the pool? But certainly we don't want to turn to that child and say, what's wrong with you? You're so stupid. God, can't you get it together? Don't you see that there's nothing to be afraid of here? You know, so it's, it's very much how do we understand in this with ourselves in the same way we understand with the child that they just lack a skill set. How do we understand that with ourselves? That's so deep and so beautiful, and I love how uh, how kind uh, this perspective is, and uh, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. And um, I think it's it's a very important topic because many of um, the things that we can be grateful for are at the other side of fear. Um, and in in this sense, I think it's um, it connects very well with gratitude. The fact that once we're able to work with fear and um, go through those things that make us feel afraid, we can experience even more gratitude. But what's your take on this? What do you think? How how do you think gratitude and courage connect? Oh well, I I so like I'm I. As I was saying before we started recording, I'm so, 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 so into your perspective on on gratitude and the idea that gratitude is a way to um, shift out of a space of fear. And so the connection I make is that 
If you want to find out more about the connection that Kate made and everything else that she talked about in the actual interview, you can visit the link in the description and enjoy the whole episode. And now for the fourth most popular episode from 2023, where we talk amongst others about taking a moment. Yeah, and how how much... I mean, I've had so many clients, their behavior around food, they might come to me because they, you know, binge eat or they overeat or they, you know, whatever. Um, and, and my first coaching with most of them is that, is to take a moment, you know, to text me, text me before you eat. Just, and if there's no judgment, I don't say, oh, you shouldn't. I just go, I go, good, got it. You know, just that's how I respond. Got it. And it's like they chew their food more. They take a deep breath. They have a little bit of thankfulness for the food. They enjoy who, you know, if they're eating with somebody, they actually enjoy the company of that person. Like it just breaks the routine enough where, where they, the true self of them emerges and, and then that's the person that sits down to eat. And it's the coolest thing. And then when I, when I can establish that with them and they get to the point where they're building in that level of awareness, maybe later, and I mean like, months later, I might say, okay, now let's, we can talk about the food you're actually eating. If you want to start eating healthier, I can be a nutritionist in that regard. But the first thing I want to do is help them have a relationship with food or with whatever they're in their lives, have that relationship with that thing first, establish that. And then the conversation of the thing itself can occur. But first is, is how are you around it? You know, how do you have those moments where you can be yourself around those things? And it's, it's been very fun to watch and, and, see, and see people realize that they have the power to do it themselves, that it's really not about me. It's just that I help them initially sort of how to find those moments. But once they know how to find them, they're on their own. And it's been really, really nice to see that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's also human nature. Like we need, we, we were trained to have an authority to, to help us with, with different things. And uh, I think that's, that's something okay to accept as well. Like we, at times we can't do it on our own and it's great that we have other people to, to help us with this. And um, knowing that somebody's watching somehow and that there is an authority somehow it uh, makes us feel a bit more responsible and, um it's again it's just a way in which we we operate and that's that's something that we can accept and use to our to our benefit so yeah and also um i think another important part about this uh, small habit is the fact that we usually eat uh, about three times per day so it's something that we do constantly that we can improve on. And yep. it, I think that's, again, getting back to, to the idea of uh, uh, taking big leaps and doing things just for the short, short term that are really big and uh, not for the long term as much. Um, the fact that we do this and we change this habit and we have it constantly, well, that actually leads to to big changes in the future. And I believe that this is the same with uh, mental health. This is the same with uh, emotional health. This is the same with physical health. Like most of the illnesses that we we're dealing with actually um, get to be illnesses because of the things that we do constantly, not because of things that uh, we do 
every once in a while or something like this. It's something that we do constantly that actually uh, has a negative impact on us. And I believe that the only way in which we can balance things out is by doing the reverse, right? Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie-smart, keto-protein plus, to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I always tell people because they say like, oh, what do you think about, you know, people going cleanses? And I go, well, I've never recommended a cleanse to a client ever. You know, and I always say like your health is going to be how you eat before the cleanse and how you eat after the cleanse. But a seven day cleanse isn't going to really tip the scales at all. It's not enough. And it's and, and likewise, you know, we can't expect to have all of our stress unravel in a two week vacation. And I haven't even taken one of those in 15 years, you know? (laughs) So it's (laughs) like, we can't, we can't expect the stress of life to be undone on a, with a short term vacation. We have to figure out how to negotiate our lives with what exactly what you said, which is what, with what we're doing most of the time, you have to figure out if you want to live a happy and healthy life, how to do that in life. It's fun to take a trip, but that's not going to solve the thing the, the what will solve your life, which will make your life better, not perfect because nobody's perfect and nobody lives a perfect life, but will, what will make your life better is if you focus on not on the one week vacation or the short term cleanse, but on what you do most of the time and say, and, and poke holes in that and find moments in that, then you're winning. Then the vacation's even more fun, but you, but at least while you're living your life, you're doing that so much better. And that's, that's really where the big payoff is. Exactly. Exactly. And if we are complaining all the time and no, always focusing on the negative, um, it's it's really hard if we if we go, like you said, on a vacation or something to to see something different because this is where our focus is. Whether we are at home or we are we are outside or we are in a different place, the tendency still remains because it's a habit. It's something that we are used to, and on some level, our brain feels that it's protecting us by doing this or it's it gets something out of it so if we if we have this habit wherever we we take it wherever we go it's going to come with us and if we take a bit of time to to feel more grateful and to appreciate the 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 little things and have uh, these kinds of small habits towards gratitude when we go there, it's like you said, it's going to be a totally different experience and we're going to enjoy those those beautiful moments as well. 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely, you can create an, uh, you know, like if you just look at, because the good stuff's there for most people, it's just that we don't, it really is what you see, what you choose. We can't see everything. You know, we filter out so much. We only see a slice of what is around. And when we are in the habit of noticing the negative stuff, like you said, that is the habit and it's very hard to break. And I don't even teach people how to break it. I just teach people how to like sort of leave that where it is, but then establish a new habit of looking into the good stuff and the stuff you're thankful for and the stuff you appreciate. And if you stick with it long enough, that will become the new habit and you don't have to worry about stopping the old one. You just create this new habit. And then that informs, informs more of what you do. And all of a sudden you're going like, my drive to work is more fun now. You know, and it was, it used to just make me horribly angry and frustrated. And now I put on music that I love and, and, and think about things and, and whatever, you know, whatever that is, I stopped putting anything on in the car on the way to work. I just, silence and i just it changed the whole game for me because i would listen to the news or i'd listen to something that would stress me out now i just turn off everything and i just breathe on the way down and it's just a whole nother experience same drive you know and so it really is how we choose to to come out our lives and 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 how clear we are about the lives we want to live this was episode 849 take a moment with sid garza hillman as always, you'll find a link to it in the description of this episode. And now, number five, living with awareness and acceptance. Laura K. Rowe. Back when I was in London, I was a parenting and pregnancy editor with a publishing house. And what I had read when I was doing some articles was that the biggest stressors in life are like the rug being pulled out from under you. And it is only human that you're going to fall, right? And the biggest stressors are um, death of a family member or loved one, an international move because you're suddenly in a foreign location without your, you know, your 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 familiar family yeah. and friends. Um, infidelity that is, um, I mean, it's always something that people don't expect, but I think in some situations it's more than others, but it's like infidelity and divorce. Um, mm -hmm. And so in a period of like three months, I experienced all of that and loss oh of a job. God. And so, you know, upon moving from London, I just lost my dog. And I know that sounds, you know, it, it, but she was my best friend and always slept at my feet when I, when I wrote, cause I've always written from home. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I almost lost the baby. That's why we moved back because I was, eight months pregnant and we needed a specialist. Um, and I almost lost her because upon getting off the plane, I got chickenpox. And anyway, that's a whole nother story, but most people in England do not immunize and they don't realize that pregnant women can lose their babies if they get it. Um, so that happened. Um, my mom was dying and, um, and then my husband left and it all, Oh, and then the job, dissolved. And so it all happened at one time. And it was so disorienting that there was no place but up from there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Um, and it took, and it, it, it took some time. It took some time. Um, and, but what I, what I can say is that you had asked earlier, like, what does gratitude mean to you? And I had to think about that a lot. Um, but I think at the end of the day, for me, it, it means living with awareness and acceptance in the now, in the present, mm, yeah. because if I'm in the now, everything's okay. I'm not triggered by the past, right? It's like when you look at a baby and they're joyful and they're 
playing and they're smiling and they're reaching for something or they're they're looking at flowers and they're completely in the now and grateful. And so raising a baby by myself um, here in LA, like I would, I would watch him and he was completely in the now and that would like center me. And that was the beginning of my journey. Hmm. You know, those, those moments, those early days of just watching, watching him slowing down, taking breaths and knowing, okay, right now everything's okay. What do I need to do right now? Um, and it's, it's very much like the day to, you know, moment by moment journey, you know, that gets you through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very inspiring. Uh, when, when we think about it, like all of the things that are happening in our life that are, um, influencing us one way or another, um, especially mm-hmm. uh, in, in a negative way have power over us as long as we are not in the present. We are either uh, fearing of uh, the things that might happen in the future or um, just things that have happened that uh, have um, some influences of of some sort in in the present as well. But yeah. I totally agree. And I totally agree. And, you know, I'll add to that if you don't mind, like, yeah, sure. you know, as I've made this journey, because when you're first in it and a lot of people have PTSD, especially now, you know, with the pandemic, I think yeah. a lot of people are experiencing PTSD and that's a whole different animal, right? Because you, you're having stress and anxiety and, and I can talk a bit about that in yoga later, but, but it, it, it is something that we just have to be compassionate and kind with ourselves and take deep breaths and try to get into the now and just be like, right now, everything is okay. Right now, in this present moment, I am healthy. Right now, all everything is, you know, all is well. I'm being taken care of. You know, we have to sort of center ourselves from the PTSD moments, right? That's a different animal. Um, but what we focus on, we attract. And, you know, I was in a support group for many years, which I'm, I'm so grateful for. <laughs> you know, it was a blessing <laughs> at the time. Um, but now I've moved into this place where I've shifted and there's another element to gratitude where, you know, what I focus on, um, I bring more of into my life. That's why when we focus on what's, what works, what brings us joy, what makes us flow, you know, people, pets, places, moments, family, you know, when we, when we train our mind, it's almost like Jedi training, right? That's the way I think of it. It's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the default mind that just keeps going like the monkey mind, it just keeps going, keeps going. And when we just think about what a noise, that person that said that rude thing and the person that cut us off in traffic and the politician, you know, and we just get nuts, then we're not, we're not even connected to our center anymore. We're not connected to our essence. And so if we can train our mind to start thinking about what works and what flows, we attract more of that. Thank you so much for listening through. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy these five popular episodes from 2023. And if you haven't listened to them yet or would like to listen again, you'll find the links in the description. Wishing you amazing holidays and I hope these episodes will help add to that.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.